0: Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, the Rootspace, Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today I want to talk about managers. I want to talk about managers and not specifically David Ross or Joe Madden or Joe Girardi or Ryan Sandberg or any specific individual manager that you may or may not like because after all there are reasons to like pretty much anyone for a manager spot or a coaching spot or a whatever ink spot. You can like whatever person you want for whatever role you want for whatever reason you want. I'm not going to fuss because somebody says they like Joe Girardi or Joe Madden or can't stand someone else because there are plenty of reasons to prefer or not prefer any of a various number of different people for any of a various number of different baseball gig roles. I'm going to talk about managers because... Quite a few people seem to think that getting the manager spot correct is very, very important irrespective of how good the team is. I think that's kind of a lot of hogwash. There are some instances in which... Getting the proper manager is absolutely essential. Getting the right manager for a team that is on the verge of being really good makes a whole lot of sense. Absolutely without question. However, if there is a team that, well, They're really not going to contend this year or next year for whatever reason. They're just really not that good of a team. Who the manager is probably really doesn't matter all that much. In general, in general, not every single time. No, I don't have numbers. To technically back this up completely, at least to the extent that some people might demand it be backed up to. Managers are about a wash. Managers are about a wash. They're not all exactly the same. They're not all exactly going to produce the exact same win-loss percentage however in general most managers are generally probably going to be kind of close to each other and to that extent if you have this manager who's going to win oh let's say half a game more than this other manager over the course of a season, and somebody else, if you plug him in he ends up winning a game and a half more than the other manager. A lot of times that's just gonna be random stuff because um first off, how are you truly going to assess that because There's, I guess you can assess it based on did his calls to the bullpen work? That you could probably assess. When such and such manager went to the bullpen, did his relievers come in and get out, get the job done, help the team win? That you can assess, but I don't know how much you actually should be putting that on the manager. Because when the manager comes out and signals for the right hander to come in out of the bullpen, and the right hander comes in out of the bullpen and serves up a hanging slider thigh high, and the hitter ropes it up into the third deck, How's that the manager's fault? The manager called in the pitcher expecting the pitcher to make a good pitch. The pitcher didn't make a good pitch. That's not the manager's fault. The manager did not do that. The pitcher did. I don't really grasp how you are assessing. Now, if you are, if the manager is expecting the reliever to come in and get the out... And the reliever comes in, and doesn't get the out. How's that the manager's fault? You know, if there was a. Sometimes there might have been a logical other pitcher to go to, but too often fans disregard that uh, pitchers are humans, and oftentimes it's a good idea to not overuse. The leverage reliever. The leverage reliever is the um, mother's breast of the questionable baseball fan. They shouldn't have gone to the bad reliever guy. They should have brought in the good reliever guy. The good reliever guy would have gotten people out. Well, you're already down three. It is it, bottom of the eighth. You were down two. You're not going to bring in. Your good reliever guy. You're just not going to do that because it's not the time to do that. The time to bring in the good reliever guy is when you're ahead. So fans clutch to the he should have brought in the good reliever instead of the bad reliever. And if he would have brought in the bad reliever or if he wouldn't have brought in the bad reliever and he brought in the good reliever, we would have had a chance to win. Well, yeah, but part of the having a an entire bullpen is you're going to let the pitchers who are not doing well still pitch you're not going to nail a guy to the bench in the, in the bullpen because he's had a couple of bad outings just like um Ian Hap is in a bit of a slump that doesn't necessarily mean that the Cubs are going to nail him to the bench in I I nail him to the bench uh, for the rest of the season. They want him to have a chance to show if he is going to snap out of his slump. And some people who are very, uh, I'm going to blame the manager, are going to blame the manager because Ian Hap is struggling. Well, that's not the manager's fault. The manager ought to let Ian Hap play once in a while. Now, as of today... Janeshwi Fargus had a decent day. So, should Janeshwi Fargus play more? Now, that's an interesting question. Should Frank Schwindel play more? He had a decent game. If you start playing the bench more, then that means some of the regulars will sit out more often. Managers, over the course of a season, are not going to make A huge, significant difference. One of the best managers I can remember in my years of following baseball was Sparky Anderson. He'd generally have a really good team, and he would generally get good results from his really good team. And for some people, that looks kind of uh, basic, obvious, Whatever term you want to use. Well, of course he's going to win because he's got a good team. But then when he did have a team that wasn't really all that good, he'd still generally manage to get a decent uh, production from him. He would get quality out of a first place team. He would get quality out of a fourth place team. It really wouldn't matter. He would get players to do well regardless And quite often at the end of the year, wow, Sparky Anderson's team did really good this year. I didn't necessarily expect they'd do good this year because they don't have Johnny Bench and they don't have Joe Morgan. Sparky Anderson was a good manager. So as we bring it a little bit more close to home, David Ross, when people discuss, is David Ross a good manager a lot of times people default to, no, this guy is a terrible manager. Unless, of course, they have like stock invested in him, a stock, um, stock shares of the manager owned. You know, if somebody has like 600 shares of David Ross stock, they're going to defend him to the bitter end. Um, you can defend him. You can oppose him. I, there are some moves that he made. Tonight, he decided he was going to go with Manny Rodriguez as a closer. Hey, cool. Wonderful used Adam Morgan in the seventh inning. I wouldn't have necessarily done that, but it it worked. And then he brought in Cody Hoyer in the eighth. And he's starting to organize his bullpen as far as this person in this role, that person in that role, that person in that role. And that's exactly what a manager should be doing in regards to his bullpen. Now, if he decides that Cody Hoyer is his eighth inning guy and Manny Rodriguez is his ninth inning guy, And the Cubs go into the White Sox series and the Cubs hold the lead going into the seventh inning and the White Sox jump all the heck over Cody Hoyer in the eighth inning. Is that David Ross's fault? I don't think so. People will argue it is, but I don't really think it is. I think uh, Ross has a team that is probably overly extended. And the bullpen now is nowhere nearly as good as it had been earlier, and the offense really isn't all that good. It's really difficult to assess what David Ross's team that he currently has should be producing. Really tough call in my work, my view. Now, what this team to the end of the season? What is this? A you know three hundred and sixty team, a three hundred and eighty team, a four hundred and twenty team? 440, I don't see how you can say they're a 500 team because I don't think they are, especially since they have six games to go against the White Sox still. How does one judge a manager? A lot of times what will happen, people will have um, an agenda they wish to push. If the manager is someone they favor, they will disregard all the things that come up that make him look bad and they'll pay attention to see he made that move and it really worked out well so he did a good job so he is a good manager but if it's a guy that they don't like if it's a guy they want to criticize regularly when he makes a good move well we're going to disregard that one because that doesn't further our agenda but this other move that he made that backfired that cost him a game, we are going to examine that one closely and aggressively bring it up whenever we possibly can because it makes them look bad. Managers are awash. Managers are generally awash, and it's getting more so because teams aren't interested in having managers making manager decisions teams generally don't want managers making manager decisions in general bunting costs outs costs runs costs games in general bunting is bad baseball bad practice that is something that old school baseball fans hate to hear and it brings a rift between older baseball fans and newer baseball fans because newer baseball fans hate bunts older baseball fans absolutely loved bunts i love it says the older fan when a player bunts to move someone up newer fans no that's kind of actually really bad baseball because you give away an out. I'm in between. Most of the time, bunting is probably very bad baseball. There are times when it's probably a good idea, or at least not a terrible idea. For instance, if your batter is capable of of laying down a bunt down the third baseline. And let's say there's a runner on first base. And the third baseman is playing four steps behind the base at third. You can lay down a bunt. And if you can place it anywhere good at all, that's a single. And if you can take a single there are times when that is a benefit. Now, if you're bunting for a sacrifice and the goal is to make an out by a batter, the batter had better be a pitcher because generally it's bad baseball. Again, there are exceptions. General managers now want managers who are not going to play Small ball, small ball is generally frowned upon because again, small ball is generally involved in, I'm going to give up an out to advance a base runner or something along those lines. And some fans truly, truly, truly love the small ball angle of baseball. But executives now do not. Executives now do not like small ball, even remotely. They'd rather have the executive and go out and get players who are going to hit doubles and triples, well, doubles and home runs, draw a bunch of walks, and if they strike out, oh well. That's the way baseball is generally tending toward. And it makes baseball kind of unwatchable some days, frankly. Managers are generally incidental. If you go back in time and pick out a really bad team, a really, really bad team, let's say 1973 Padres bad, really bad, probably the reason they were a really bad team is because they had really bad talent. If a team has really bad talent, gets off to a really bad start they will probably be a really bad team. It's not because of the manager it's because they are a really bad team and sometimes fans don't want to say my team that I am following is a really bad team and my executives made a whole bunch of really bad decisions and they're really bad at drafting and all that kind of stuff. Managers are generally incidental. If you plug in an average, ordinary manager who knows when it's the proper time to bring in the left handed specialist reliever or the setup man in the eighth inning or any of that kind of stuff, the manager who knows the basics of baseball. He'll generally get a normal result out of his team. Possibly, possibly, possibly a manager here or there will be able to inspire his team to fight on and push and win games they shouldn't. But they will probably also lose games that they should, that they shouldn't. Um... The manager who pushes his team is really popular with the, how to say it, older fan. I like this guy because he's pushing to have the regular guys in the lineup most of the time. He's not wasting his time playing the bad players on the team. I like this manager because he's doing that. However, as soon as the superstar gets injured because he's played 17 games in a row and never gets any days off, then the fan doesn't necessarily say, wow, maybe my manager was wrong. Teams generally play to the level that they should. Sometimes managers get a whole lot more out of a squad than they ought to. Is there necessary necessarily a carryover from one season to the next. This manager did well last year. So because of that, he will do well this year. I don't necessarily think that's a, that's a carryover thing. Um, heck, is Tony La Russa doing a good job with the White Sox? Let's just put it that way. They're doing well. They've fought through a bunch of injuries. He's also completely alienated. Um, your mean Mercedes. and now I, I don't know is he a good manager? Is he a terrible manager? I really don't know that we can tell. And if the team wins in October, then people will say see. He was a really good manager, but was he? If the White Sox lose in October, in part because something Tony LaRusa does or doesn't do, does that um will we necessarily know? Uh, did oh, Cody Hoyer fell out of favor. Well, that was because he was a bad pitcher. Well, why was he a bad pitcher? Did that have anything to do with Tony Larusa? I have no idea. It's really hard to assess managers because there are so many things that we don't know, that we can't accurately assess, and don't necessarily play out really easily. It's, Hard to tell if this manager or that manager is truly making a difference. I'll say this Joe Madden seemed absolutely the perfect manager for the Cubs in 2015 and 2016. Absolutely the perfect manager. Beyond that, there is a very valid case for saying that Joe Madden was. Not the perfect manager for the Cubs in the period that followed. How would we have known that in advance? Could we have known that in advance? I don't know. It's tough to tell. Managers are tough to assess. They're tough to assess because all we can see is what we see. We don't know if he had gone with a different methodology. Would it have worked out better? I don't know. If he, uh, that, that game that people point at, that, well, he brought in the wrong relief pitcher here, well, he would have brought in the other guy. Would that have worked necessarily any better? Or was it just a bad dice roll? There's actually a whole lot of that that goes on. You're uh, expecting one thing to happen, and it doesn't. Um, Managers are very tough to assess, and I will hold, to, and I cannot prove it, that most managers are going to be within a range of about two wins above to two wins below in a season, and it's probably going to be on the slight side. You can make the argument that this guy or that guy is a fantastic manager. I'll go with one final bullet point. Tampa Bay's manager last year in Game 7 of the World Series pulled his starting pitcher who was doing very well his starting pitcher who won the Cy Young award after six innings and brought in pitchers who didn't get it done. Should he have left in the man the starting pitcher? It's really easy to say yes he should have And you can't prove it would have turned out any other different way. Because you can't. If you're taking, there was the one opportunity and he went with something different and it didn't work, boy, it's easy to point and say, that manager made a stupid decision. Well, as we look at this year, Snell has been terrible. The Rays traded him to the Padres and got some people that are going to be with the Rays for quite a while. And Snell has been terrible with the Padres. Maybe the manager knew he was done. It's really tough to tell with a manager. It's really difficult, and I really do think that most managers are about similar, very much basically the same. And if you're going to make a case that this guy or that guy is really good or really bad, bring evidence. Because I really don't buy that this manager or that manager is a whole lot better than any other manager. In general, they're all rather close at least in my opinion and if you are going to try to prove otherwise the onus is on you thanks for stopping by have a great day be safe be nice to others and if thursday morning's your trash day make sure to take your trash out